G'day, welcome to Partaker's Podcast and our Christmas 2021 series. Come and listen. Today we're talking about the Messiah's proclamations from Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 11 and chapter 63 verses 1 to 6. The Spirit of the Lord Yahweh is on me, because Yahweh has anointed me to preach good news to the humble. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of Yahweh's favour, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to appoint to those who mourn in Zion to give them a garland for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of Yahweh, that he may be glorified. They shall build the old wastes, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and foreigners shall be your ploughmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of Yahweh. Men will call you the ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of the nations. You will boast in their glory. Instead of your shame, you shall have double. And instead of dishonour, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess double, everlasting joy shall be to them. For I, Yahweh, love justice, I hate robbery with iniquity, and I will give them their recompense in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their seed shall be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which Yahweh has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in Yahweh. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth. So the Lord Yahweh will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. And now reading from verse 1 of chapter 63 of the book of Isaiah. Who is this who comes from Edom with dyed garments from Bosra? This who is glorious in his clothing, marching in the greatness of his strength. It is I who speak in righteousness Mighty to save. Why are you red in your clothing and your garments like him who treads in the wine vat? I have trodden the wine press alone, and of the peoples there was no man with me. Yes, I trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath, and their life blood is sprinkled on my garments, and I have stained all my clothing, for the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore my own arm brought salvation to me, 
and my wrath it upheld me. I trod down the peoples in my anger, and made them drunk in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. In this passage from Isaiah chapter 61 through to Isaiah 63, we have two contrasting certainties. They can be found in Isaiah 61 verse 2, which reads, The year of Yahweh's favour and the day of vengeance of our God. These two certainties are the year of favour and the day of vengeance. The year of honour, as we shall see, has already started. We do not know when it will end, but we do know that it will. The day of vengeance will be in the future sometime. Again, we don't know when that will be either. But we do know that it will all happen quickly, suddenly, and without warning. Isaiah 60 verse 22 In the Lord's own time. Therefore, People need to be ready and alert. The time of when it will occur is not known, but it is known who will end it. The Lord God Almighty. Here we have the Messiah's good news in Isaiah 61 verse 1. The servant Messiah speaks without being introduced this time and is the preacher in the year of the Lord's favour. This preaching is probably a referral to the ram's horn that ushers in the year of Jubilee as established in the covenant with Moses, Leviticus 25, 8-55. The servant Messiah's preaching will usher in a time or a period of grace, justice and freedom, just as the ram's horn introduced the year of Jubilee. And the phrase to proclaim liberty is used in both the year of Jubilee and in this year, the year of the Lord's favour. This proclaimed year of the Lord's favour starts when the Messiah comes the first time and it will cease when he comes again, when he returns. And the word year is not a fixed period of time as we know it, but is rather symbolic of an extended period of time. This servant Messiah is anointed with the Holy Spirit of God. This good news was to be preached to the humble, the poor and poor in spirit. The good news is news of freedom, liberty, grace and justice. The comfort they will receive should the offer be taken up is one of being released from condemnation for sin through the Messiah's offer of forgiveness. That is grace. Because of this grace, three things will occur for those people who have accepted the offer. Here referred to in Isaiah 61 verse 3 as trees of righteousness. They will display or reflect the Lord's glory and splendour. They will be priests or ministers of the Lord's God's service and will inherit all things. And what is the outcome and result of grace? We see it in Isaiah 61 verse 7 to 9. Almighty God's grace, available only through the Messiah, will bring bountiful blessing, ecstatic joy, and a rich inheritance instead of shame, dishonour, and exile. Grace may well be for free, but it certainly was not and is not cheap. What was the price? The relationship bridged to God Almighty, that is the Messiah, is only through the Messiah's suffering atonement, as described in Isaiah 53, and as we discussed a few days ago. 
Isaiah moves to justice quite naturally, therefore, for grace and justice are like twins. They go together naturally. Justice is grace in action, just as much as it is the judging of those in sin. Isaiah 61 verse 8 Liberating people from sin freely, which is grace, is as much a part of justice as punishing those who reject the gracious offer of pardon and continue to live sinful lives. Grace and justice are also available, because God is always full of grace and justice, and this is seen in the new covenant he makes with those who have heard this good news proclaimed by the Messiah and have responded by taking up his free offer. This good news of the twins, grace and justice, brings an offering of thanksgiving and praise, Isaiah 61, 10-11, clothed with salvation from and through God's Messiah, robed with the righteousness of God's Messiah, and because God has done it for this one man, he will ensure that all those who respond from all nations and of all time will also be like that in a responsive praise and godly righteousness. But we have been warned in Isaiah 61 verse 2 that not only will the Messiah usher in the year of the Lord's favour, but he will also bring a day of vengeance with him. People today don't like the word vengeance because it conjures up images of maliciousness and vindictiveness. This vengeance is wrought by Almighty God as punishment for people's personal sin against him. There is no maliciousness or vindictiveness about it. His anger is a righteous anger and a wrath born of holiness. His judgment will be final and also universal. Every people of every nation of every time. In particular, however, those who would persecute, mock, abhor and reject those who have taken up God's free offer of grace and justice through the coming Messiah they will be particularly objects of God's vengeance. And how is Jesus this Messiah? In Luke chapter 4, 16-20, at the beginning of his public ministry at a synagogue in Nazareth, Jesus quotes this passage from Isaiah 61. This tells us that the year of the Lord's favour has commenced. But note from the passage in Luke that he doesn't quote the full scripture. He stops in the middle of reading a sentence, just as soon as he says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He rolls the scroll back up. Why does he do that? It can only be because now until he returns again is the year of the Lord's favour and the day of judgment and vengeance will wait until that day in the future when he comes again and when those who are his followers will enter the city of God and those who rejected him will have vengeance wrought against them. Jesus went around, as we know, proclaiming the same good news Isaiah writes about, Matthew 9.35 and Luke 8 verse 1. Jesus proclaimed in his words and his life about God's love, grace and justice. When he healed the sick, forgave sins, gave compassion on the poor, spoke and ate with the outcasts, Jesus Christ embodied this message of grace, justice and freedom and liberty. When, as we saw on a previous day, death on the cross was the act of atonement, required by God in order to punish the sins of the world. Jesus Christ did not shirk back from doing just that. 
As for the day of vengeance, nobody talked about hell and God's judgment more than Jesus. But God is always reaching out, coaxing people to accept his free offer of grace. If people will only humble themselves and ask for it. God's offer of freedom is still available in this, the year of the Lord's favour. But one day the day of judgment will come and then it will be too late. That is why Jesus commanded with some urgency that his followers would tell all nations of this good news Isaiah writes about. A good news of salvation, grace, justice, liberty and freedom. Jesus, reinforcing what Isaiah has said, tells us that the day of vengeance is for those who reject the good news he preaches and lives. Matthew 10 verse 14 to 15. God's day of judgment is coming, said Jesus. Matthew 12 verse 36. What's more, Jesus said in John 5 verse 22 to 23. For the Father judges no one, but he has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honour the Son, even as they honour the Father. He who does not honour the Son doesn't honour the Father who sent him. Jesus claims here to openly be the Messiah, the long-awaited for chosen one. An even more overt statement by Jesus on judgment can be found in John 9 verse 39 where he says, I came into this world for judgment that those who don't see may see and those who see may become blind. Jesus tells us that the punishment will be both physical, Matthew 5, verse 29 to 30, and in the soul, Matthew 10, verse 28. This vengeance will consist of everlasting fire and punishment, Matthew 25, verse 41 to 46, and will be constant, permanent, and in outer darkness, Matthew 8, verse 12. In other words, those rejecting the Messiah, Jesus Christ, will face a lonely, impersonal, godless void. All this will happen when Jesus Christ comes again, not as a baby like last time, but in glorious splendour. But for all those who accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah, and have grasped hold of the good news message of grace, justice, liberty and freedom, there will be another place. According to Jesus, this heavenly city of God is only for those who are righteous, Matthew 5, verse 20. In doing so, he concurs with Isaiah. This righteousness is not their own righteousness, but rather the robe of righteousness declared upon them through the Messiah. This heavenly city of God, Jesus proclaims to us, is a place of ecstatic joy, Luke 15, 7-10, total peace, Luke 16, 19-25, and a reward, Matthew 5, verse 11 to 12. All things we have heard in these books of Isaiah and Zechariah. Yes, we celebrate Jesus Christ coming to earth as a baby. Yes, his incarnation, whereby God took on human flesh in the human form of Jesus Christ, is vitally important. That is when the year of the Lord's favour commenced. But that is only half the story. Because this Jesus Christ is coming back again in splendorous glory in order to gather all those who have responded obediently to the good news of God's grace, justice, freedom and liberty and peace for those the heavenly city of God awaits. But for those who reject him now, he will reject them then and the day of vengeance proclaimed in Isaiah will be a terrible day 
That is why, even as it is now the year of the Lord's favour, it is not too late to respond obediently to God's free offer of grace and justice. It is also not too late for you, if you are already counted as one of the Lord's followers, to tell others of this free offer and the rewards of acceptance and the subsequent consequences of rejection. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to Partaker's Podcast. Our Christmas book, God Gets His Hands Dirty, is available on Amazon. Go to www.pulptheology.com and you will find it there. Have a great day. See you later.